Hello, Tough Man Rivalry followers on a Tuesday morning. We started you out well um, on Monday, uh, talked a little Dodger baseball. Now it's time to to kind of get the boys back together. We haven't gotten this group together in a while. We used to be uh, by the numbers, but it's been so long. The holidays have gotten in the way and all kinds of fun stuff. So I brought Derek back from Situational Lefties. I brought Jason Beck back from Bourbon Baseball and Dave Hummel who is just our known facts guy, Mayflower Dave. How is everybody doing on a Tuesday morning? Excellent. Thank you for having me on. You Where's, Bill, thanks. Where's the turkey? Is it Thanksgiving yet? Good to see you. Again. <laughs> is it, yeah. It didn't happen yes. already? Oh, I slept through it? Oh, okay. Where's the Yeah, cup? yeah, yeah. So we've got, we've got an interesting Talking scenario to today because we're going to talk about managers and how they're affecting – uh, how they're going to affect their team. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some free agency, but we're going to stay away from one specific free agent that all 30 teams are going to sign. Um, right. For the most part, he might get brought up, but you know, who knows? I mean, everybody's planning on signing Don Mattingly this week, um, you know, as their first baseman. So we're going to stay away from that topic. So Jason, try not to mention Don Mattingly. We know that he's going to get signed someplace. <laughs> That that being said, Mr. Beck, why don't you start us off with with managers that have been signed? Maybe tell me one or two managers that you like and uh, that <clears throat> might make an impact on their team. Absolutely. Um, I guess to lead off for sure is Ron Washington in Anaheim. You know, he's he's uh, going to be under the the microscope this year to really kind of turn things around. He's definitely going to have one, um, if not both, of the best players in big. Baseball still be around, but like he has said before, he's born a leader. He has the experience to prove it. Um, he's ready to rock and roll, and he's going to be under a microscope. I mean, you know, he's going to be chasing uh, teams in in the West, Houston, the Rangers. He, they, they, he's got a lot of uh, you know uh, ground to cover this year. Um, I think if they win, maybe if they're 500, if they win 81, 85 ball game, and, you know, the playoff per picture. But uh, realistically, uh, with the tradition and the history of their injuries and pitching kind of collapsed, maybe 75 wins. Uh, this year, it would be kind of setting the bar high for them. Uh, the second hiring <clears throat> or manager that I'm really kind of stoked about is pat murphy in milwaukee um i've liked that guy for a long time he is a division three legend actually here in southern california at uh, claremont mckenna called dame he had a real good long uh run at arizona state as well and the guy wins the guy is a baseball lifer He's been, uh, he sat in the dugout for a couple of years in San Diego, or for the remainder of a year in San Diego a few years back, and then was hired by council as his bench coach. But watch out for them in the Central this year. He will be a great uh, manager and someone to watch this year for sure. Love it. Um, Derek, tell me about maybe your two, and they might be the same. So tell me about a couple of managers you like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are good calls, Jason. I think the interesting thing about the manager carousel this year is 
there there's kind of almost like this going to be a interaction right uh, like a reaction and interaction like you mentioned ron washington i'm really interested to see like if there's going to you know what atlanta's going to subtly what is atlanta going to do to fill like what he did on the, on their bench you know i mean he had washington had a pretty big influence on guys like riley and albies right. you know so i think that's a good call of him with you know seeing uh, what he's going to do in 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 los angeles with the angels uh but you know don't discount like what what that's going to have to do with arguably who was like the best team in the regular season last year right and then, like you mentioned, Milwaukee, that's a great call. That That's going to be fascinating to see, like, how, uh, you know, he was he was basically, you know, mentor. And now, all of a sudden, they're division rivals. So you got counsel going going to the Big Cubs, time. right? And that's, gonna, that's, I think, that's probably the one that is, uh, overall, to me, it's, it's going to be real fascinating because it's going to, you know, the Cubs, they, they, they came on pretty strong at the end. And, I'm not a big Cubs fan, so I don't know like what was going on there towards the end, or if there's any kind of clubhouse thing. It's real interesting to see how, um, you know, like the the talk of like, does does Council get the Cubs over the hump? I mean, what's he worth, right? Because David Ross, uh, by all indications, I thought he was pretty made the Cubs. You know, until they they hit that slump late, so who knows? But I mean. He he was able to kind of rally them in the second half last year, and now you've got uh, you you know you've got those two guys going to be going head to head, Council and Murphy. And I, I agree with everything that you said. I think Murphy, his pedigree is is uh, is pretty good. Uh, it's it's a matter to see whether or not how how it plays out over 162 in a in a in a very close rivalry division. Um, the one I'm I'll go to the West Coast and I. The, the other interplay is San Diego and San Francisco. So you got, you got Bo Mel, you, you know, uh, who's, who's now in San Francisco. And then, so the Padres go and then they, you know, I'm, 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 a, I was pretty good with the, the Schilt, the Mike Schilt hire. Uh, you know, that guy, that guy was, he was the NL manager of the year just a few years ago with the Cardinals. And I got to think that the Cardinals sort of had some, a little bit of regret last year on You know, they they wanted obviously, and I I never really understood what what happened there with uh you know why why the Cardinals yeah, right. j- just kind of moved on from him. It, you know, it's not like they they just fell off the earth. I mean, they did last year, uh. But when you know he when they let him go, that that was kind of curious to me. But uh, you know, Schultz, uh, I think San Diego tried to hire him before Melvin and. I think Schilt was the one who said I, I, he kind of, you know, just wanted to sit sit back from the managing and kind of just, you know, so he's he's kind of in tune with with the Padre prospect, you know. So what's going on beyond just the the major league squad? He kind of he kind of knows what's going on on the on the farm and and uh, we'll see what kind of relationship he can have because because obviously something was not right uh, in San Diego with with Melvin and uh, and that that. At Ross and everybody in, in San Diego in the hot stove, just, you know, figuring out when can I buy my playoff tickets last year. Right. And, uh, and obviously that, that never, never happened. And it, and it's like, but, but, you know, San Diego as terrible as they were last year, dysfunctional, they were like just two games off of Arizona, <laughs> you know, which is kind of crazy. So then it goes back to is, 
I mean, is uh is basically will it prove out that Schilt is is two games better than Bob Miller? We'll see. We'll see. That's a good analogy. I like good it. Analysis. I like I like the breakdown. Uh Dave, what do you what do you think? Give me a couple managers. All right. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Cleveland here. I think that the hiring of Stephen Vogt is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. There can never really be someone that can replace Terry Francona. And the fact that you go ahead and get a player um, who played for the franchise for many years is considered, but I'm also kind of confused because Cleveland is in that middle ground. Um, like they, they haven't really done a whole lot to basically put themselves on the map and make themselves a real ball club. Um, like, yeah, you have Jose Ramirez for how long? I don't know. Um, you have Shane Bieber when he's not hurt. You have Stephen Kwan, who you can really build around. And that's and Oscar Gonzalez. But let's just do anything. And I really hope that Stephen Vogt can just figure out something to get Cleveland back to its winning ways. Um he's a good guy. It's a good hire. Yeah, it it really was. And I really hope that Stephen Vogt can contribute to having success in in Cleveland. Second pick here, I'm I don't know how to phrase this because the Mets continue to amaze me and make me laugh hysterically. Um so they fired their old manager. They fired Buck Showalter and they hired Carlos Mendoza. Um ex Brewer Skipper. Um Actually, nope, scratch that. They were linked to Craig Council before, but then Craig Council signed with Chicago. When I agree with with Dustin, with Eric, rather, saying that, you know, Craig Council did a phenomenal job in Milwaukee. He just could not get over that. Um, and, and David Voss did, I feel like he did a really nice job in Chicago. Um, and with them hiring Carlos Mendoza, you know, Steve Cohen has to figure out what he's doing because he can't just be like, I'm going to spend money on everything. And what have I won? I've won nothing. Well, this is awkward. Screw it. Spend more money. Um, That solves problems. New York has to get its act together. And I hope that with Carlos Mendoza and with, um, with David Stearns, with their executive, with their executive branch, like maybe they can figure out something because this core is this core is going to be weird going into into this upcoming season, and I wonder if all the hype that you know Scherzer was Max Scherzer was talking about before he got traded is it going to be worth it? Is it going to be worth worth the price of admission? Because if it is, okay. If it isn't, we're just going to laugh at you hysterically until we just can't laugh anymore. That. That's just what I I think. Like if the Derek, Mets, can I think coming, Jim, Derek, I, I think Dave's heartbroken that the Mets are struggling right now, being a Phillies fan. I, I can, as a division rival, I am laughing hysterically. So, I'm, so you I'm boys best. took took what I was going to say, but I'm going to wrap this up pretty easily and say, for me, Ron Washington is under a microscope. Like Jason had said, he brought over. Not only did he come over. But he grabs some of the coaching staff from Atlanta, which shakes Atlanta up a little bit. Um, the Angels need to turn some things around in case 
those of you that are listening don't know, the Angels have had Mike Trout for 12 seasons and not won a playoff series yet in 12 seasons. So yeah. they need that's a dozen years. If you're if you're a mathematician out there, I promise you that's 12. That's the number between 11 and 13. They have not won a playoff series since then. So Ron Washington needs to turn some things around. He does not have the talent on that team, though, just yet. Uh, the Mike Trout, Shohei Otani experience, if I were pulling the purse strings, I would say that is long over. You need to figure out something. You need to find some cash and do something else. But what do I know? Uh, the second one um, is, to me, is very interesting. I do not like managers competing against each other the year before. So I do not like the trade council move to, uh, to Chicago because if Derek, you're a, you're a Padres fan. So, okay, let's say when Bob Melvin left, would you want as your skipper, Dave Roberts? You were just cheering for his demise last season. Do you want his success right. this season? Yeah. So interesting. it's a hard, when they made that signing, I sat there and I thought, man, I need to talk to the Cubs faithful because to me, this just doesn't make any type of sense. But then again, he's also going to be under the microscope. He is a good manager. So let's see how that, that plays itself out. But I mean, Jason, I mean, if you let go, uh, if you let go Aaron Boone, do you want the skipper from, from Pittsburgh? I mean, I'm, I'm from uh, Boston, right? Yeah. Dave, same thing. You let go of, you know, your skipper, do you want, you know, somebody from Atlanta or somebody from New York? Yeah, how are you yeah. suddenly here for that guy that you were not wanting to do good against you the year before, for sure? Yeah, yep. So, um, and the Cubs are are that hard luck team, right? I mean, they, they were the one, they were the one, boys, that you asked the girl out, she said yes, you went to her house to pick her up and she wasn't there, but you didn't find out until – you went to her house to pick her up because they missed the playoffs by what one game, something like that. So, I mean, those are hard ones. Anyways, we can do this all day, all morning. So let's get yeah. into some free agency. Now I want to, I want to do some, something a little different with you boys, because I love your baseball minds. And Derek, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to move over to Dave and then Jason, but I'd, I'd love to know maybe two or three free agents out there that you've got your eye on besides for the unicorn right? Shohei Otani. And maybe give me a scenario where it might work if you want to, where it might work at a certain club, right? I mean, th this person, blah, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. So Derek, why, why don't you lead us off in this discussion? We're going to kind of make this a little bit of a round robin. So boys, feel free to jump in as, as, you know, points are made. Don't, don't let Derek steal the show. And Dave, don't, you know, don't be surprised if we steal a show from you as you're saying something. But Derek, go ahead and lead us off here. Yeah, cool. So actually, I think the guy went out when we were the playoffs were over and the guy I was really interested in seeing what was going on is a guy who already signed with with Mayflower Dave's team. And it was Aaron Nola. Ooh, I was really curious seeing what Nola was going to because I, I figured that the Braves were going to go hard for him. I, I thought. I thought maybe that, you know, that was the, you know, the, the Braves, the, the interesting thing about free agency, if we take a step back, that I find is for all of the talk that you can have about the, the top A-list stars and all that, 
let's let's talk about Atlanta and Philadelphia and that series and what it came down to. And it's like, do you guys remember who made the last out to end that series? If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it was Vaughn Grissom, a guy who just, you know, the Braves didn't even want to, you know, he was in in the wintertime and in spring training, you know, he was supposed to be the guy, right? In in the in the infield. And then he they didn't want anything to do with him. You know, they put Arcia, Arcia got hurt. They gave give him a cup of coffee and all that. But when it when all said and done, you know, the season and the playoffs hanging in the balance, you, and you had Vaughn Grissom at the plate for the Braves. And you know, so I all that all that is to say it's just kind of interesting how you know baseball is one of those things where we can make all these plans and all that but really you're talking about just overall structure of your club for how it's laid out for the playoffs and the length and what you have at the bottom of the order when it comes down to it right and what you've got and what you've got in your bullpen when your closer can't go look at who closed out the world series for texas man josh spores and it's like who is talking about josh spores ever Right, well, but but yet the guy just got on a heater, and it's you know, so he was money in the playoffs. That guy yeah. just didn't care what the circumstance was. Yeah. He was like, "Give me the ball, oh. come here, bro. You want me to?" Yeah, no. So I, I mean, I don't want to ramble too much, too much long runs. So I will give you a couple of names that I think are are the below the radar guys because I think, I think uh, it's really interesting how when you know, so you you've got the obvious guys that people will go after, but then all those GMs they got to have a plan B, right? And so the interesting thing is, like, you take a look at when with like uh, the Cardinals signing Sonny Gray. Uh, um, real interesting how Sonny Gray was probably the plan B for a lot of people when it comes to the arms race. And St. Louis just said, "Well, I'm not, you know, we're not in the Yamamoto's, you know, sweepstakes or anything like that, or we we weren't in on Nola, and all. so we're just going to go and strike on that." The guy that I think is kind of intriguing to me is uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, you know, and, and one of the, one of the things, let me bring this up to you guys, Bill, let, let me ask you this, this, cause I have no idea. I don't know like how all of the kind of compensation stuff works, but I thought it was pretty interesting at the trade deadline last year when Detroit, you know, it, it sounded like, you know, the Dodgers had made a move to get Rodriguez, right. Just, right. just for the, the second half and then Rodriguez because of his contract, you know, he can, he can kind of nix the deal. Yep. And so he's, he decided to stay put, but then I thought, isn't it? Wouldn't it be kind of funny if, like, Eduardo Rodriguez? I know he he did it probably for personal reasons, but it's like, what would happen if, like, now the Dodgers sign him? Yeah. And then it's like, so the Tigers were trying to get something for him, and then the player had the leverage to to stop that deal. But but then now it's like, you know, would would Detroit get some other kind of compensation if, like, Rodriguez now signs with the Dodgers? I don't know. Okay. No, you know, but, so no. that would just be kind of an interesting one. So I don't think Rodriguez is signing with them. But I mean, you if you look at anybody who is who is in on trying to get pitching, there's a lot of people who would who would be in on it. But I think he's a pretty interesting guy. Power, you know, power arm. Uh, one of those kind of guys. I think I think to me, he's like a more interesting pick than even, you know, like the, the Snell level or something like that. Yeah. And then. So, so this is where the Angels made their mistake. Right, Derek, can you bring this up? And by the way, on your NOLA point, much love to NOLA for going into the office and saying, I want to stay here. This is what yeah. I want. And then they huge. You know, yeah. he turned down more money to stay with Philly. Zach Wheeler yeah. did the same thing. 
Trey Turner did the same thing. They yeah. turned out more money to stay here in Philly. It's kind of like what you guys were talking about, how the managers, you know, like Dave Roberts turned around and put it on a Padres uniform. It was like Nola is, I mean, he's competing hard the last two years fiercely against the Braves. And it's like, is he going to go and put on a Braves uniform just just because the Braves throw on an extra few million or something like that? And yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, I think that was huge uh, for the NL in the NL East uh, race to just kind of restore the balance there. Yeah, and this is where the Angels made a mistake, okay? And I was... Listen, I, I if you don't know this by now, people, baseball is a game of streaks, right? Okay. You have winning streaks, you have losing streaks, you have, you know, like Crash Davis says in Bull Durham, you got that CNI, you know, baseball that, that you get the lucky hit with or whatever. One little flare a week. Well, the Angels are on a winning streak. And all of a sudden, Shohei's not going anywhere. Okay, Shohei staying put. We're going all in and pushing our chips in. I called a good friend of mine who watches 162 games a year for the Angels. And I said, what do you think? He said, oh, I, I'm nervous. Here's where they made the mistake. If they don't make the playoffs and they go all in, they're screwed. If they go all in and they make the playoffs, they look like superheroes. What happens with Shohei towards the end of the season, unfortunately, as an arm issue, and now he's a free agent. So they got nothing to return for a guy who's not going to pitch next season. Mm-hmm. Right. When his value was still high, they could have traded for him. But again, I'm, and I don't know this. I mean, Perry, I'm sure has called me it's in my voicemail. I mean, I send these guys to voicemail all the time, but, but Perry doesn't want to be known as the GM that traded Shohei. Who cares? Do you want yeah, Shohei? Right? Do you want rings? Yeah. Right. You- he could also oh, be, no, he's the guy who let him walk in free agency. Yeah. yeah. He could have yeah. been known as the GM that traded Shohei, you know, in that yeah. positive, you know, that turned things around, did whatever in return. And, yeah, he's just uh, – he, he kind of screwed himself. You could have gotten – I'll use the Yankees, for example. Or – now, I'll use the Padres since Derek, you posed the question. They could have gotten two or three top ten prospects – yeah. Plus, you know, one of your maybe middle relief guys, plus a Fernando Tatis or one of your superstars right, for Shohei, right. to bring Shohei down. Okay. And then, you know, but every team was looking at it going, if I bring Shohei here, what happens if I can't resign him? Well, yeah. now the Angels got zero. Okay. Yeah. Detroit got zero for their guy. Um, I don't think he's going to sign with the Dodgers, but that's that's the business of baseball. Right. Yeah. And, and I think the Angels went all in on red and said, here we go. Right. We right trust you, Phil Nevin. You're the best. You got this. You're the best, yeah. dude. Oh, no. They could, have shipped, they could have shipped Shohei off. They could have got three MLB ready players plus yeah. the top player in every minor league team for for whatever organization. At least the top pitcher and infielder, or you know, uh, pitcher and offensive prospect for the every minor league uh, level plus cash. But now they got jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, Derek, your good point. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's good. Uh, if I if I just wrap up, I would say just just to go on the hitter side, um, just picking along the same thing of going with a plan B. On a hitter, I, I would say the guy the guy that I would be on the lookout for would be J.D. Martinez. I mean, J.D. Martinez ah. 
had a really nice uh, bounce back year with the Dodgers. Um, but you know, it, you know, anybody who's going to be trying to go for Shohei, JD is probably going to be like their, their second guy. Well, their plan B. So, I mean, that's the guy I would go after right now. I, I, I just, I just but go he, after him. And see, and Derek, that one is an interesting one too. And this is why I hate the way that, I shouldn't say hate, but I, I dislike the way that certain lineups are made in Major League Baseball. Okay. Just tell me if you know any of these players. Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Xavier Bogarts, Jake Cronenworth, Hansung Kim. Have you heard of any of those names before? Never heard of them, though. What team do they all play for? They played for the Bob Melvin Padres. The Bob Melvin Padres. Good call. But here's the problem, right? So what happens if one of them can't play defense because they're nurture, nourishing, nursing, sorry, I can't say that word, nursing, <laughs> some type of injury, right? But you got a J.D. Martinez on your team. Are you going to sit Juan Soto over J.D. Martinez? I mean, now you're stuck, right? Yeah. What is that, now you're stuck. So I, I love that call, though. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Dave, what do you got? Mayflower Dave. Mayflower Dave. Maybe I'm Dave here. He's not going to bring a player back from like 1874 CE. Don't worry, it's fine. Um, Maybe would sign well. Ah, uh, yes, of course. We have we have to put a little asterisk there for like all that. Um, I feel as though for pitching, I'm looking at two names, and they come from the land of the rising sun. I'm looking at Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and I'm looking at Shota Imanaga. I feel as though there needs to be. And I'm going to put on my Phillies in my invisible Phillies cap on because we should go after one of these two players. Now, is it a bit bonkers? Yes. But have the Phillies had any success with Japanese players? Short answer. No, we have not. Why? Well, we never had one. So why not try to break the ice a little bit? Why not we go ahead and get that starting pitching help? Because, a lot of our guys in our starting pen are starting to show age. Wheeler's going to be 31, 32. Nola stuck with us until he's like 37. Like, yeah, it's great that we got him back and I love it, but we got to focus also on the future. And if we get someone like Imanaga or, Yama, or Yamamoto, we will be good. We can get a couple more pieces to help nail down or five or six man rotation. And we can then just try to sit martinis or something at a, at a club. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a page out of Derek's book and go with the hitting side as well, because for the Phillies, again, the hash back on, we need, we need some hitters. Like, yeah, we got catcher good first base. Like we need some good, a little bit more pop and like Kyle Schwarber is a good DH. Like, all right, what do you do? Um, I, I would actually kind of like to see if we can get a Teoscar Hernandez, I would maybe like to see if we could get a, if I can think of his name here, uh, getting someone like Justin Turner, getting that veteran presence in. And I know that we have Bohm at third base. I know, don't worry about it. But again, getting that veteran input and that veteran presence, I feel is kind of sort of holding the Phillies back. Yes, we kind of sort of collapse in games five, six, and seven of the LCS. That's besides the point. Having veteran help will be able to 
support the club as a whole. You're, everyone is so focused right now on the on the short game. You should also focus on the long game because that's going to come sooner than you than you expect. So, yeah, it's it's important that we do those things. Yeah. Right, right now, if you guys sign another slugger, yeah, I will t- I will make a one sided bet with you. Okay, <laughs> if you sign another slugger, uh-huh. and you and you place next year, so if you in this offseason you sign another slugger, uh huh, okay, and you place higher than third. I will fly out there. I will buy you a cheesesteak in Philadelphia. Then I will take you to Camden, New Jersey, and buy you a cheesesteak in Camden because I know a place that's phenomenal. And this is why. You have Sluggers. You have Schwarber. You have um, uh, Bryce Harper. Trey Turner can slug. Um, Here's the deal. There's one stat. You guys went 0-2 at home when it mattered most this last year. There's Uh one stat. Arizona, four stolen bases Yeah, to Philadelphia one in game six. Uh-huh. Arizona, yeah. four stolen bases in game seven, uh, Philly zero. If yeah. you don't add speed to your lineup, forget about pop. You got pop. If you don't yeah. add speed to your lineup, you're going to finish in third behind <laughs> behind uh, Arizona and behind Miami. Great point. Yeah. So I go sign another slugger. Let's see what happens. I don't want to sign another slugger. I want to sign someone with speed, and that's why I suggested Teoscar Hernandez. But there you go. We need Good. like get get the speed, get a get a little bit of contact hitting, and then also focus on the pitching rotation. Like we got to do those things. Yeah. Anybody that's focused right now, any team that's focused, including the Dodgers and including the Yankees, on pop, is going to end up missing the playoffs this next season because the game has changed so much. Larry, I mean, all uh, tell me. Tell me that you boys aren't following Corbin Carroll now. I love Corbin Carroll. I've loved him since day one. 25, still, uh, 25 home runs, 54 stolen bases. He's part of the 2050 club, and he's a rookie. So, anyways, yeah, he's Dave, making I love things it. happen. Exactly. Yeah. Jason, what do you got? Um, Let's see. To start in New York, um, the first thing we got to do is get rid of John Carlos Stanton. Let take send him to Kansas City, send him somewhere to pay his salary, get him the hell out of the boogie down because he is just an injury waiting to happen. Like Rendon in Anaheim, he's looking for a reason to get on the IL already before spring training comes. Ship his ass out for a couple buckets of balls and some used jock straps. Get rid of Stanton. Use jock Bring straps. Bring bats, batting practice balls, and use jock straps. Yeah. Get, oh get my God. And bring in and bring in uh Belly. Bellinger is gonna fit in the boogie down. They're gonna just work it out. It may take a little time, but I think the posturing is gonna happen. Um Cashman, the idiot that he is, hopefully he'll make it work and we'll bring Belly to New York. It's just a good fit. They need somebody in left field, they need somebody in the outfield, him and uh and Aaron Judge at the corners is going to be, or even it's well, he'll be playing center field rather. But uh, secondly, the 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 sleeper call that I'm thinking here is uh, Shane Bieber to Arizona. Oh, Bieber! To Arizona. Uh, they got Suarez. They they showed their big levels and they made a, a poll and they got Suarez and they're saying, hey, 
uh, we're we're going to show you guys that last year wasn't a fluke. They got the third baseman they need. They stole that deal. Their their arms are solid right now, but man, that would be if if you know if they don't land another free agent that's out there that did get tendered. But look out, and because they got guys that they can give up. Uh, McCarthy will fit in the outfield in in Cleveland. They have some other pieces that they can add. Um, they can throw the back end of some of their their seventh and eighth grade seventh and eighth grade seventh and eighth inning guys uh, in a package deal and some cash. But they have the room and they have the players to make that happen. And if they do, watch out for Arizona. I like it. Those are great. Calls. I do like I the like Bell- Bellinger to the Yankees. Uh, yeah. That seems like a natural fit. Uh, and that's a good call, Jason, on, on Arizona getting an arm. I, I actually was kind of leaning towards thinking like like Arizona would, you know, Blake Snell would be, a, would you know, be a good addition for Arizona there. So or, somebody or said to like me that. today that I thought was interesting, that everybody's fought on Blake Snell and yet, quote, yes, he's won two Cy Youngs, but what has he done in between the two Cy Youngs? And I thought, oh, well, I can't argue that point. <laughs> oh, he's going to demand too much. Arizona can sneak in and make pull a deal, throw in a little cash, yep. or pick up his contract, his contract, whatever's remaining on it, and then lock him up if he comes over. You know, the interesting thing about him, though, is it's like you know, like when we talk about how how you you build teams differently, regular season versus the playoffs, and you think like the way Snell, the way he pitches games. I mean, he's He's kind of he kind of is a playoff pitcher pitching in the regular season, isn't he not? Because really, you're looking for the guy who can who can go like, you know, just get the punchies like two times through the rotation. Anytime, anytime you get the third time through the lineup is kind of, you know, extra Ravy. bonus nowadays. You know, and yeah, right. that's that's kind of who Snell is, man. It's you can give him give him ninety pitches, he can throw the four and two thirds for you. Yeah. You know, and that's really what you need. Yeah, you need somebody like that, but you need that power arm because you can have all these guys go seven innings uh, in the regular season, and then they can't make it to the fourth inning because they just can't knock somebody out. Right, but completely. That'd be agree. interesting, but that's a good point that you make too, Bill. I mean, I don't, I don't know what will what will become. And with Snell, it's like you know, we haven't even, we don't know what he's like in the in the heat of the postseason yet. So, but I kind of think that, that he would be be the kind of guy you drop him in on. And a lineup in that kind of pre- pressure packed. Uh, Good point. Thing when you when you just got to have somebody who could just you know get the get the strikeouts and you know there he is. So, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple um couple kind of weird sleepers here real quick as we're wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say the Guriel brothers, um, to Houston, both of them, um, yeah, um. I'm going to, I'm going to, because again, Jose, uh, Jose Abreu can move from first base to DH uh, and Jordan Alvarez can wrap a bubble wrap and make sure he's okay and put him in left field. Right. So he doesn't get hurt. If not, I'm saying Reese Hopkins to play first base over in Houston. Uh, Good call. Since, yeah. Since Philly's got uh, Bryce Harper, um, so I'm going to say Cody the uh, to the Yankees. Um, that's easy. I'm gonna say JT Justin Turner to the Chicago White Sox or to Chicago Cubs. 
Um, I think that they need a, a veteran presence over there, and for him to play third base would be really good. Good call. And here's here's my sleeper of all sleepers. Oh, Lordy. Got the popcorn Can you kids. imagine this? Yamamoto, Shohei, and, and um, Jordan Montgomery going to the Pacific uh, Northwest up into Seattle and changing the dynamics of that team. Because remember, Shohei lives up there. And he's being courted by, by Ichiro. And could Yamamoto join him? Because Yamamoto's not going to eat cheese sticks. He's going to want some sushi, and it's probably not going to happen in Philly. Um, yo, yo, Philly's got sushi joints, too, you know. Philly's uh-huh. got sushi joints. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to Philly for sushi. God, no. <laughs> we, got, we have Chinatown. <laughs> so does every other big city. Um, anyways, Jason, I interrupted you. You were going to say something there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I just, honestly, I mean, can you imagine if, if the GM up there just kind of gets sneaky and puts those three people, that would give, that would almost give the Mariners a walk to their first World Series. It'd yeah. be crazy. That's an interesting point for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they, they've got some, they've got some, uh, some cash to burn too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. They got a- they've got a lot of cash to burn. And and they've got J Rod up there. They're, they are they are that team yeah. that the Astro fans and the Angel fans are looking at and going, hmm. I mean, if you watched any of my lives, I pu- would pull out the E card when a team was eliminated. And I've already pulled out the E card one time for the 2024 season. I've already eliminated the Oakland A's from nice playoff move. contention. Save the stress. Save the there stress. you go. We're moving. I mean, show up, boys. It's okay. Put on the jersey. You know, shake a, shake a couple, you know, kiss some snowballs, throw some babies. It'll be fine. Everything will be good. So, but, um, boys, I appreciate this. For a Tuesday morning, I think we ripped it off pretty good. So, Dave, All thank you for joining coffee. me. Jason, thank you for being awesome and joining me. Derek, yeah. as usual, I love your breakdowns, and thank you for joining. Thanks for uh, having us, man. It was fun. Yeah. Let's do this again real soon, yeah? You got it. Thanks yeah, again. Absolutely. Man. Do it. All right, guys. Have a good one. You as well.